So now we're going to discuss some tax planning, tax planning strategies for individuals. I have about six of them, give or take six categories, but caveats within them. So, so tax planning strategies for individual, it doesn't matter what tax bracket you're in. It doesn't matter, um, you know, what your tax obligation is. It, it's always important to take advantage of your tax savings, you know one way or another. The opportunity is available to all income strategy at different levels. So you just need to, to, to understand what they are. So the first one I want to talk to you guys about is understanding tax bracket. In the United States, we work in a marginal tax planning um, tax bracket. So we have to understand our brackets. So know which bracket you fall into. It is essential for you to understand the United States progressive tax system. We call it a progressive tax system. So here in America, you know, your tax income is usually not taxed at all at the same tax rate. So you need to understand that. So just, you, you don't need to dig deep and study it like I had to do in accounting, but you just need to understand the overall picture. It's just important for you to understand the overall picture. So, you know, the difference um, is determined by when, you know, to do to what your, your filing status is, your deduction, you know, claim who you claim as a deduction, who, who you're claiming as a dependent. Hence the strategy you implement will also be determined by your taxable income figures. So the second thing I need you to look at, and I want you to look at or, or be aware of, is knowing your dependent status, dependency status. So, you know, the IRS defines a dependent as a qualifying child or qualifying relative. So a, a dependent could be a, a daughter, a stepdaughter, a foster child, a brother, a sister, half brother, um, et cetera, pretty much, anyone that's related to you on that first level um, under the age of 19 by the end of the year and under the age of 24, if they're a, uh, a student. So, you know, that's what you need to, to qualify as a dependent child. The person must live with you, live with the filer for more than half of the year. And you are producing more than one half of the support for that person. Um, so that's, that's one, the, the next thing that you need to look at is the dependent relative must be a relative to the filer on several different ways. They must live with the filer for the entire year and must have less than 4,200 of income for this year. The filer must also provide the dependent with, um, total support, more than one half of the support for the year. So that's the test. The one half of support is live with them, one half support. So these are the three following tests for a qualifying child or a qualifying re relative that you can claim as a dependent. So the dependency test, the taxpayer who is someone can claim as a dependent can't claim, can't be claimed as someone else is dependent. Um, with joint returns, someone can't claim a married person as a dependent if the married person is filing a joint return. So that's the type of situation. The, the person must be a citizen or resident of the United States. So those are all the things about a dependent. So understand how many dependents you have, who are your dependents, you know, what 
that entails. Understand that's one of the good, big things you need to understand. The next thing is reevaluating your tax, your, your filing status and changes in your withholding allowance. Now I am getting this so much this year where everybody's saying to me, I'm getting less of a refund. Why am I getting less of a refund? You need to understand the W-4 that you need to fill out with your employer. You need to be able to understand your withhold, the withholding tables. Are you withholding enough from your paycheck to be able to, to are, are paying enough taxes? If you're withholding less than you should be, then you're going to end up with a bill at the end of the year. So you need to make sure the IRS recommends yearly withholding allowance adjustments to ensure that your taxes that are withheld from your paycheck suits your current needs. You, we understand that current needs changes all the time. So revisiting your W-4 form to check your filing status and your tax deduction might be a good idea if you're experiencing different things. You know, if you've gotten married, you're having children, you're unemployed, your salary increments and reductions change, you've changed jobs. If you have two different jobs in one year, that can also mess up your withholding because one job thinks you made 50,000 only and the other job thinks that you made 50,000 only but when you add the two together you're in a different bracket so those are things that you should be talking to your tax advisor about listen I changed jobs should I be withholding at a higher level at my other job because I'm you know I'm halfway through the year already so th that's something that you need to look at so the next thing you need to look at is some tax savers, credits and deductions. So tax deductions are credit and credits are powerful tools that can be that can significantly reduce your tax burden. So that's definitely something that you need to look at. You know, you need to look at um, these things to lower your taxable income. Credit reduces tax values. It reduces the tax value itself you know, giving you a larger refund. So you, you, you need to look at that. Um, one of the credits we need to look at is retirement planning. You're still allowed, um, if you don't have a 401k at your job to contribute up to 6,000, if you're younger than 57,000, if you're, um, if you're older than 50, which is with a cash up contribution to an IRA, you know, whether it should be a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, you definitely need to talk to your tax advisor about that. Which one is more beneficial to you depending on what bracket you're in? So it depends on your bracket. Not always the Roth, not always the um, traditional is more beneficial, even though you might be able to deduct it from your taxes. And the Roth has limits on income. So you want to be able to take advantage of a Roth because it has super good benefits when you're taking the money out. So you definitely need to want to talk to your um, tax advisor about that. So parents can also claim the child tax credit, depending on their income limitations for their, um, the tax child tax credit is two thousand dollars for uh, 2023 for each child under the age of 17. There's also the education credit. Um, that is something that I also see. You you know your your student. You have a child that's under the age of 24 that you still provide one half of the support for them, and they're going to school and you're paying expenses for them and different things. But they have a job that they're working. Well, although they have to file their own tax, they're filing their own tax return because they have a little part time job. You can still claim them on your tax return and take advantage of those expenses that you're paying with your education credits. So. You need to have your tax preparer, your tax advisor, 
look at it and see some people think that the child will get the most benefit. Well, that's not necessarily true. Most of the time it's the parents that's going to get the most benefit and you're paying for it. So you might as well get the most benefits. So you need to make sure that your advisor is looking at your child's return and your return and making sure that to see what the, what the benefits are, because that child is still your dependent. You are providing more than one half of the support for them. So you need to definitely, you know, compare that and have your tax preparer compare that and see which one works better for you. The next is health insurance and medical, medical expenses. Now, I think that we are being gypped with our medical um, deduction because we, our medical expenses are only deductible on our tax return when our AGI above 7.5% of our AGI and then only that amount above the 7.5 is deductible and that is if you're itemizing. I personally think the law needs to be changed for that because medical is so expensive these days, but I don't sit in Congress, so, but I just, just my opinion on that. Um, one of the things with medical though, is you have different plans that you can work into before the medical. So you would be able to understand, and I'm going to discuss that with you later. The other thing is, you know, state and state income tax deduction and local income tax property tax deductions. Unfortunately, if you're itemizing, you're limited to $10,000. So if you live in a high tax, um, state, you only can deduct $10,000 of your property sales and income and um, income tax for that state. So that also is something that it's in contention for, but that's what it is. So then we have other dependent care credits. So your other dependents that are not your children dependent, you're allowed a $500 um, claim for that dependent, but the dependent rule also falls under it's a relative and um, the three tests that we talked about it on, on the top part. So going back to, uh, medical expenses, one of the really nice things is there is the flexible, mo a lot of jobs have flexible spending plan, which is, which is the FSAs. Um, we take advantage of that in our household. You're allowed to pre pre-tax be able to take out of your paycheck and put in an FSA plan um, $3,050 for 2023, where you can use that to pay for your co-pays and, uh, you know, other different medical expenses that you might have. And that's pre pre-tax. So that is much more beneficial than you paying your medical outright. And then maybe you can deduct it on your, on your schedule, a 1040. So I'm definitely a, a fan of, um, the FSA plans. Then there's also the HSA plan. So if you are on a high deductible health insurance, you are allowed to deduct, you're allowed to you to, to have a contribution to your HSA plan for 2023. It is $3,850 for an individual and $7,750 for a family that is tax deductible and totally beneficial. So I would definitely take advantage of that if I am in an HSA plan. So now the next thing is remember to harvest your losses the, you know, if you have investments, um, and you're on the investment bandwagon and, and you're, you have minimal capital gains, that's great, but you can also have capital losses that you can take up to $3,000 of in addition to, um, 
whatever, you know, so let's just say you have $10,000 of capital gains, but you, you might have some stocks that you want to sell and, and you, you're going to have about $12,000 of capital losses. So those two things are going to be put together on your tax return. If it's done in the same year. So this requires some strategy. If you're going to, if you know you have capital gains and you want to take some capital losses, then it would be beneficial to take it all in one year. So then when it's put together, your capital um, gain loss is a loss of $2,000. So you're able to wipe out all your capital gains because you had $12,000 of capital losses. So you need to strategize when you're taking those losses. So that's really important to look at. You're, you're also able to take forward up to $3,000 of those losses moving forward. But, but if you have the capital gain before you have the losses, you want to be able to, to take those losses in the same year. So you don't, you're not stuck with that tax, you know, before, and then you're carrying forward the losses. So you wanted to be able to do that. Um, the next thing is donate to charity. You know, you, if you're itemizing, you will be able to deduct your charitable deduction, um, your charitable contributions. Um, if you are, um, donating to 501c3 organizations, so they are deductible. So the last thing I need to tell you guys about is work with a professional. Organize and optimize your tax return is an easy task, especially if you, have so is not an easy task if you have to consider a lot of things so the thing that you need to do is make sure that you are working and collaborating with a seasoned tax planner and professional that will make a big difference on how much money you know you're putting back in your pocket understanding planning doing things at the right time catching it at, in the right year is really important and can save you lots of money in the long run so the plan is really important so make sure that you are seeking the right professional to help you with with your tax planning strategies so this is the end of my talk on the six tax planning strategies for individuals that you can take with you all year long when you're working on taxes. Taxes is not something you think of before April 15. Many people think as a tax accountant that I sit on, on my couch and eat bonbons after April 15, but I don't. I am working on tax planning strategies all year long. I am not as busy as I am the first quarter of the year up to April 15th, but I'm definitely busy all year long. And you want to make sure that you seek a tax professional that's available to you all year long. So this is Sharon, the Modern Savvy CPA, um, bring, coming to you with some tax saving tips.